Hey everybody, welcome to Save Your Sorry. The podcast where we tell you about the rise and fall of a celebrity. And do some trash talking along the way. I don't want to do it anymore. Jose. I'll have what she's having. Katrina Rochelle. Well, welcome to a new episode. <laughs> so who are we? Tw- well, first of all, how are you doing, Jose? I'm doing great. We are now in labor season. It is now fall. It's my time to shine. I agree with half of that statement. I really (laughs) do love fall. It is the best season. Yeah. Mercury's still in retrograde. Whatever. Whatever that means. Mm Mm-hmm. Period. (laughs) (laughs) So, who are we talking about today? Today, we'll be discussing a few scandals from the Hype House, a TikTok content house. All right. This is not what I was expecting. I have heard about the Hype House because of Netflix, though. Not because I was interested in any of that shit. Oh. Well. Uh, and I've watched a few YouTube videos uh, from, you know, commentary, people talking about it, which were very funny. Well, now you did listen to me talk about it. <sighs> <laughs> the Hype House has kind of had a who's who of TikTok stars. And wherever there are these stars, their scandals follow. Mm-hmm. Before we get started, let's discuss this a little bit. Do you, as an old bitch in the club, know, <laughs> what, <laughs> know what a content house is? Uh, yes. Uh, unfortunately, I do. Do you, do you want me to explain what I think it is? Yes. Um, as far as my memory serves me, a content house is where all these little... Dumbass. I'm just, all these little social uh, media influencers pull their money and resources or somebody sponsors them a house and they all live in it and create videos and content to post on TikTok. It just usually garners more popularity because it's a group of them all together in one house. And most of the time, the most famous ones leave and then they bring in lesser ones who don't really matter. Very true. So, like you said, it's a way of these creators to live together, and it's it's supposed to work as a mutual beneficial thing, mm-hmm. where the audience of these influences will merge, and it's easy to collaborate with people living in the home. Also, like you said, they rent out this big home, and it gives them a place to shoot these videos that looks nice. Yeah, all these empty-ass rooms with no furniture. <laughs> yeah, I don't think people really notice that when they're shooting Mother- these videos. Doing the motherfucking savage challenge. In a pure white room with nothing. And content houses have been around since the Vine days. Really? Since yeah. Vine? Since Vine. I could probably search in my memory and remember that, but okay. There have been a few YouTube runs, but it seems when TikTok was first blowing up, these content houses had a strong resurgence. And one of those early houses was the Hype House. And you said you heard about the Hype House from the Netflix show, which came out early this year yeah yeah it came out on netflix people started shitting on it um and i was like okay what's this about who or may may, i mainly wanted to know who the fuck was in this house uh nobody i knew yeah so the hype house is still ongoing and there was that show it doesn't really have any of the same members besides one and it's hard to get a definitive answer just because people leave the hype house and say i may not be living in the house but i'm still a member Mm, that's bullshit yeah (laughs) but you know they're not living in the house and that's the whole point Mm -hmm. so really just one member and that's the founding member thomas patro thomas patron (laughs) <laughs> That's he should change his name to that. Yeah, better. Some famous TikTok stars that we won't be getting into today, but are still pretty big, are Addison Rae, 
the D'Amelio sisters, Chase Hudson, aka Little Huddy, Larray, and Nikita Dragon. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. I think when TikTok first started, there was the popular TikTok and the alt TikTok. What and you consider the alt TikTok. Now it's totally different because you have a different niche for every little aspect of a life on TikTok. It's evolved yes. so much. Yes, it's kind of scary. It's kind of scary because they'd be like, are you a Latina descent who lives alone with two cats and has a podcast? Then this <laughs> video's for you. <laughs> You'd be like, <gasps> that's me. <laughs> Is you a black bitch who's tired of her job and her family? This video's for you. <laughs> yeah, they, you know, it's so specific. There's TikTok has evolved that it has whatever you want is on there. Okay, but yeah, in the beginning, it was kind of more clear cut. And yeah, it was more clear cut. You had these dancing videos. You had these are what people would say is attractive people on one side. And this was also sometimes called straight. TikTok, and then you had gay TikTok or alt TikTok, where it's different, or just people of color, or just... mm -hmm. yeah, because popular TikTok is motherfucking mayo. <laughs> you don't see a lot of black creators that were uh, popping during those TikTok house times. No, no, not at all. So hype house was on the popular side and more the younger viewers side. Yeah, because if you. When TikTok first came out, I do think it was more younger viewers. Now it's age 9 to 99 or whatever. But Yeah, now they're doing nasty shit on TikTok that kids shouldn't even be able to see. Yeah, but when when the house's main thing is like doing these dances and little trends, I feel like their audience is going to be mainly younger. Yes, that's what they do it for. Anyways... The Hype House was created after Thomas was fired from the YouTube House Phase 10. He said he wasn't given a reason. He would soon come up with an idea along with Daisy Peach and Chase Hudson, Alex Warren, and Cover Annan. There is some debate about how it got the funding for the house, but the down payment was due November 15, 2019. Daisy claims she paid 18000 along with Chase, putting down 18000 She says Thomas put down 5000 and Alex and Cover, who are a couple... Also put down 5000 Thomas says it didn't happen like that. He claims Alex and Cover didn't put any money down. And he put down 15000 and Chase put down 31000 He says Daisy did not have the money at the time, but she paid 18000 Having to borrow from Chase and Thomas paying them back about six days later. That's a lot of fucking money either way. What are y'all doing? It was worth it. Yeah, all of them had been creators at this point, and they're just merging. Well, maybe not, because I've only heard about one of these people out of that group that you just mentioned. Yeah, I guess Thomas is really only known for the Hype House. So if you know Hype House, then I guess you would know Thomas, because he's like the leader. Maybe you don't. <laughs> maybe you don't. In December of 2019, they are already blowing up. And the New York Times runs an article about the members interviewing them. Well, some feelings were hurt at that interview. Mm. Because the article does make it seem like only Chase and Thomas were the only co-founders when it was Daisy as well. And Daisy felt like everyone should have been credited. And she felt like Thomas having his manager there, his manager was really pushing for this narrative of Thomas being the leader or co-founder. Mm-hmm. And Daisy claims Chase and Thomas took over the interview and she didn't really get to speak. 
And I read the article, the New York Times credits only Chase and Thomas as the co-founders. Okay, already starting off on a bad foot. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, once it gets out there, the New York Times says these are the co-founders. All the other news sites they say, according to the New York Times, this house was found by Chase and mm-hmm. Thomas. Yep, it's on record, even if yeah. it's not official, uh, not even if it's not accurate. But also, it's like these people weren't like famous, famous already. So how low are your morals and values that you just let your manager or just your um, ego get in front of just crediting your friend? Thomas is, says that he did not say he was the only co-founder it seems like nobody went out of their way for a retraction a edit a a something a a quote yeah this is how Uh, thomas sees it he sees it as they all sat at the dinner table and got interviewed and while there were questions directed at him and other people got questions directed at them and everyone was able to speak up and answer things he says quote i never once in that interview said it was me and chase who were the only co-founders and daisy was sitting next to me the entire time and never expressed an ounce of concern to me. So I, I mean, kind of can see... you really interrupt in an interview? Yeah, I mean, I... like in a way, if these are these are young adults, this is maybe not as uh, familiar with them. This could be a little foreign. You don't want to be the girl or the person because it doesn't even really matter about the gender. Who's like, well, excuse me, I'm also a found. It's just we don't know the vibe. He he's he's saying what it was, but it's not on record. And no offense, if you said what it was, it, it would be fine. If I get it, you want her to speak up if there was a problem, but also if you know the truth, why not say it? Even yeah. though you're you're saying everybody had uh, equal opportunity to talk and express themselves, maybe that's just how you felt. That's your perspective. You don't know Daisy's. And I do think it is somewhat based on gender too, just because biases you're going to think the man is the leader and women are most likely cut off when speaking yeah it does tend to happen and it seems like just in these uh, this is the second instance of which thomas is disputing something yeah and obviously this has come out later Mm -hmm. after everything apparently has probably blown up so february 2020 daisy is reported to move out of the hype house yeah, bitch, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> fuck them motherfuckers, Daisy. you going to blossom. March 4th, 2020, a music video is shot at the house, and Daisy claims she wasn't told, and her room was filled with clothing racks and people. Daisy Damn. feels like that she should have been told since she's still on the lease. I mean, that is true. She will be legally responsible if some shit go down. That, yes. That is true. I don't care if she moved out or not. Your name's on the lease. You've got to be informed. And Thomas says she was told and does provide text messages showing that he told her about a video, but the messages does have Daisy asking if they are getting paid and saying she thinks they should charge, which Thomas says they weren't getting paid. Wait, so, okay, maybe I, uh, just just so I have the thing right. The people at the Hype House are shooting a video, or are they... Wait, what, what's the situation again, maybe? what? what? Okay, so uh, someone wants to use the Hype House for a music video. Oh, and they didn't charge? Thomas says they did not charge. <laughs> and Daisy's like, I think we should here. charge. What do you mean? You let somebody just use your location for the free? <laughs> they use your electric... They're pumping more electricity, more water. They're dirtying up your house using your supplies, your utensils, your property, and you said for free? Yep. Thomas got a gambling debt. 
He owes some people. Thomas is running away from a loan shark because this don't make no sense. It doesn't make sense. I mean, I guess you could say, oh, we're get the exposure of the hype house out there. So maybe he thinks it's beneficial. No, we don't. Nobody gets paid in exposure. Do not let nobody (laughs) pay you in exposure. If somebody says that you need to expose them, everybody has a budget. If they want some sort of if they want a setting for their music video, if they want a spokesperson, if they want somebody to be an assistant, everybody has an, a has a budget to pay people. And the fact that they just said it was free is so indicative of what eventually is going to happen to them. They, they fall apart because obviously their financial uh, things were not in order and y'all are already miscommunication. Yeah, y'all are already miscommunicating in the relationship. Yeah. So Thomas also claims at this time someone else was living in Daisy's room, so he doesn't even understand what the issue is. That's and another thing, bitch. Another bitch <laughs> is moving in. It's a content tell, so I guess I could see it as that reason. But I'm on Daisy's side. I've had a roommate that I moved out before the lease was up, and they wanted to use my room as like whatever for whatever reason. And mm-hmm. I, I was just like, no. I'm still paying. My name is on the lease. Unless you're paying me, you're not going. You're not getting my space. Yeah, you. I could drop by on that bitch. Exactly. That that was exactly what I said. That's true. Yeah, mm. I'm on Daisy's side too. Uh huh. I just don't. Something ain't right with Thomas. Some more things come out. They make videos about each other, saying you know they're lying. Daisy claims Thomas held on to all the passwords and to social medias and didn't let the other members have them. Thomas claims no one asked for the social media passwords and no one wanted to do it, so he just did it and no one asked. And I I, I guess I could see that both ways. They already have their own their own social medias to control. Maybe no one wanted to step up to the plate and did the Hype House one as well. Yeah, I can see that one just being a Agreed. I mean, like a split issue. It could be that nobody wanted to do it. So he's like, well, shit, I'm keeping the information to myself. Ain't nobody fucking putting in on the work. Uh, Everybody else could view it as like, well, he's guarding it so closely. I felt uncomfortable to ask or he acts like he doesn't want anybody else to do it. Eh, that's a small issue in the scheme of things, though. It is. Daisy also alluded that the Hype House is not making any money, but Thomas seems to have extra money buying new jewelry and clothes. And since he controls the password, he's the one seeing the brand deals. Can't believe. Can't believe. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> so Daisy was the first sleeve, but wouldn't be the last. But already, I just included this part because it's just an interesting kind of way of how the Hype House works, that it's a revolving door of content creators for good or bad reasons. Mm -hmm. And Daisy would later make her own content house called The Clubhouse, and she would threaten to sue Thomas and Chase, but I didn't see anything come of that. She left The Clubhouse after five months, saying she's done (laughs) with content houses. (laughs) And she still has 8 million followers on TikTok, so, I mean, she's doing okay. <sighs> yeah, girl. <laughs> After five months, damn, you didn't even give your house a chance. You didn't even do a six-month lease on your house. Some people just can't have roommates. I feel like I'm one oh of them. My God. Some people just, I think also because she didn't like Thomas, but Thomas was, I guess, the in charge of the house stuff, she maybe maybe thought it was easier than it was. 
creating your own house ain't easy. That's At least true. by yourself. But I can so, also see her part of I just want the recognition that I was here. I was, you know, part of it. Yeah, what the fuck do y'all need houses? Buy yourself a studio apartment and work yourself up to the penthouse. Because especially when you're skinny white and can dance, you're going to shoot up in TikTok. Why the fuck you need all these extra background actors? I do not know. All you're doing is fucking up your credit or somebody else's credit. I think for most of these content houses, it is just a stepping stone. Someone's becoming big. This big house reaches out an arm, they take it, and then maybe a year, few months, they, they leave once they get that popularity. Mm-hmm. Next up is a pair of brothers who had a stay at the Hype House, Tony and Andreas Lopez. Oh, they did? They did. Oh. This is the Hype House episode. I didn't know they were in the Hype House. They were. Okay. Nasty. Nasty boss. Oh, I wanted to do it so bad. I'm glad you did it. You deserved it. Tony was born August 19th, 1999, making him a Leo. Andres was born April 4th, 1997, making him an Aries. Let's start with Tony. Pretty much he danced his way to the top alongside his brother. Mm-hmm. He joined the Hype House in 2019. I could not get an exact date, but on July 9th, 2020, he tweets out, so for a straight TikTok, is it that you guys are annoyed by the dances or because they have a high following to support system? Is it an envy thing? I don't understand why people who people would hate individuals for having fun and dancing. And Because I can. Because <laughs> I can. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell me how to fucking feel, Tony. I don't fucking like you and your fucking dances and your swaying <laughs> hips and shit. It rubbed people the wrong way for some reason, him saying this. So people start pulling his old tweets from 2016 to 2019. Hey. And some of him are using the N-word with an A or responding that's gay or saying, to be honest, it annoys me when Asians try to act black or Mexican. Like, chill, please. From this motherfucker singing nigga. What are you talking about? And those are the confirmed ones. There are more out there, but most people say they are edited. But the edited ones seem to be more homophobic and unconfirmed. Mm. Tony would apologize saying, just wanted to apologize for any childish tweets that I made five to six years ago. If I offended anyone, I apologize deeply. It offends me reading them now as well. I know people are going to keep talking about it. Uh, it offends you, Tony. <laughs> you don't like the words that you do. And, you know, summer 2020, we mentioned it several times. People are heated. This is a time where people are just, they're not, they're not dealing with that stuff. Yeah, it was a whole bunch of this you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's exactly what it was. But a month later, on August 8, 2020, a 15-year-old comes forward and says 20-year-old Tony is asking for explicit images and has sent explicit images and she's to the 15? 15-year-old. Okay, yep, yep, okay. And he's 20. Mm-hmm. The girl first reaches out to Tony, and then Tony responds and pulls the tried-and-true creeper move and asks to move the conversation to his private Snapchat. The disappearing app. Exactly. There's, And it's not even... It's always, oh, I got this private Snapchat just, you know, just for you. Mm, that's so fucking nasty. It is. And we've covered it already where other cases where people are doing this. And if 
someone is asking you to move the conversation from one place to another, it's a huge red flag. A hundred percent. Because um, if this is really private, you really want to talk to me, give me your phone number. Oh, you can't have that paper trail. You don't want to stay on this app uh, message uh, thing. So why are we moving? What are you trying to do? Yeah. What are you saying? Also, why? I always fit. I mean, of course, it's like a power thing, but I also think it's just like an insecurity thing of you knowing that you are such a trash ass motherfucker that nobody would fuck with you in real life. So you have to go to children. <laughs> why are you talking to somebody who is five years younger than you just starting high school? Like, may, wait, first, maybe second year. What, what are you doing? You're 20 years old. You're about to start drinking. It's you're a, on TikTok in a house with other bitches your age. Yeah, I don't get it. I It's not something I'll ever do. I don't know. Like you said, it's maybe a power thing. It may be just because they know these 15-year-old girls are more likely to idolize them and do as they say. Exactly. Give them what they're asking for, unfortunately. Four days later, a 16-year-old comes forward, and they talked on Tony's private Snapchat. Oh, Tony tried to meet up with her, and when she refused to send nudes or meet up, he blocks her. But she does have screenshots to prove conversation. They, they'll, they'll make a way. Five days after this, a third girl comes forward on August 17, 2020. God she claims she visited the Hype House back in April 2020. So Tony started asking the 16-year-old girl to send nudes, and she does. Then Tony wants to meet up, and she's not feeling it. So she tries to ghost him, but he is persistent and texts her a bunch of sexual acts that he wants her to do. Use your imagination. I'm not going to get into it. Oh, okay. And she doesn't, she doesn't want to meet up because she feels it's just going to be sexual. And he asks her if they're meeting up or not, and she says no. So he blocks her. Yeah. Like I said, it's all about him being older, having more control and power, putting you in his world instead of you going to hit, uh, going to yours because you're a fucking child. And this whole time, Tony has a girlfriend who he would later marry. You a fucking lie. Yeah, they just now separated, but I never understand that she when- She married him during this? <laughs> after this? After this, I never understand why the woman stays and marries. Like we saw with Drake Bell, we saw it with, I, with other people, but you know, I, I don't get it. I really don't either. You know, sometimes there are these situations that we hear that we're like, okay, I wouldn't stay with that person, but I could understand how love, experience, time and all that combined could make you stay together. When it comes to sexual assault, uh, child abuse, uh, you know, uh, rape and things like that, like the real stuff that we've sometimes talked about on the show, I absolutely think it is insane to stay with somebody who has been proven to do these things. Some of the stuff we talk about is alleged, but a lot of stuff has been proven. And you don't want to be like, oh, blame the wife. No, it was, or if it was the reverse, blame the other spouse. But um, no, it was their actions, but you also have some sort of like, I don't know, I feel like you have no integrity. The spouse has no integrity to me if you stay with somebody like that. Especially at this point 
where there is no marriage, there's no children. It's an it would be an easy break. Easy. You just have to leave and get over it. Plus, I would feel like I could never bring anybody around you who was younger. I would feel like I would never be able to leave that in my like that would always be in my brain. Who wants yeah. to live like that? August twenty second, twenty twenty. Tony goes live on Instagram and he says on there. I just wanted to come on here and as a young man, take accountability and responsibility for my actions. Tony then releases a notes app apology where he says he wants to take a minute to address the recent accusations and that he is truly disappointed in himself about them. He says he is still new to the entertainment slash LA scene and he quickly learns that he can't believe everything he has told. And once he found out the truth, he immediately stopped. And goes on to say he takes full responsibility. What the fuck are you talking about, Tony? This is just law. This is just common sense. This is not no fucking, don't blame this on no Holly weird shit. Don't blame this on the entertainment industry. This is your brain, your actions, your self. Talking about you can't believe everything once I learned and I did. Bitch, no, you I think accountability for nothing. Because you don't even say what you're taking accountability for. What are you taking accountability for, Tony? To and manipulating underage girls, children, to give you nude photos and to meet with you for possible sexual, uh, whatever the thing is. When he's saying, I can't believe everything I'm told, and once I found out the truth, I immediately stopped, I think what he's trying to say is... The girls lied about their age. Once I knew, I stopped. But he didn't say that because he knows that, I mean, first of all, I already knew that the statement was bullshit because you're saying accountability and then promptly trying to push your your accountability away or the blame somewhere else. Uh -huh, but, I'm sorry, uh, but. Yeah. And also it's like, it's not a coincidence that uh, you were talking to three girls who were 15, 16, 16. And all three of them lied about their age. Why are they all in the same age group? Why are you still in that pond? How does that happen, Tony? Also, if you're not being specific, it tells me right away that you're not really sorry or apologetic, which we know already. It, 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 this whole notes app, you don't even have no publicist. But if there was real crimes, I wish they would have took it to the fucking DA prosecutor, whatever. Yeah, later in the future, he would say something like these apologies were about the whole twitter thing but not so he he walks it back later so once they um, told you about the nigga <laughs> <laughs> yeah knew? it doesn't make sense either way oh that's, that's tony you're dancing you're double dutch and you don't know what the fuck you do and you know why because lying is hard when you're a piece of shit no actually um, it's really easy i think he's just a terrible fucking liar <laughs> uh-huh i mean it's pretty hard when they have screenshots. It's all laid out right there. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And I'm glad you didn't go into detail, but that tells me that they're terrible. And I really don't want to read them. Another girl comes forward the same day. Tony releases her apology and says when she was 14 and Tony was 18, they met on an app called You Now, which is a streaming app. She claims Tony always asks for nudes and she's pretty sure her age was in her bio but not 100% sure. She said when he became famous, she was 14, maybe 15, and he was 18 or 19. And he told her to fly to him, but 
she said her parents wouldn't allow it. She does have some screenshots and it's usually like one word responses from both of them. Him saying, let me fuck, hey cutie, horny, I want you. Her responding with different oohs and alls and cool. Cause she's fucking 14, she don't know what the fuck to say. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know if there were longer message, but those are the ones provided. Also, what are these delusions of grandeur? These are fucking teenagers fly to me. What the fuck? We are not Aladdin on a magic carpet. Fly to me, bitch. I think at that I got point school he, tomorrow. Yeah, that was her reason. She had school. You nasty bastard. <laughs> I gotta learn. And the whole fly to me is he had this money now, and I think she was going wild and out with it. He thought he was untouchable, invincible. He could have anybody he want. He could do whatever he wanted. Mm. September 1st, Thomas, the leader of the Hype House, and Andreas make a video saying the Lopez brothers will be moving out, but it's just a space issue, and they will be leaving to get their own place. After the scandal broke? Yes. This is about a month after. It was a space issue? <laughs> that's, that's what they're saying. Boy, these kids do not know how to really... I mean, the media training is mm, D at best. Yeah, they don't have it. Yeah, so these per this pervert's moving out, totally not related to his nasty-ass scandals with the young-ass girls he was talking about, only because we have a space issue. Don't worry. And Tony's not in the video. And don't worry, that nasty bastard isn't in the video. <laughs> it's not because we don't like that nasty bastard. It's just a space issue. We can only fit two people in this frame. A fifth girl comes forward and says when she was 15 and Tony was 17, they were yeah. talking. And after he turned 18, she tried to distance herself. But the inappropriate request still kept coming in. And this one, I feel people will excuse because... Because it's such a short yeah, um, age difference. Fifth, 15 to 17. All it tells me is that this nasty master, bastard, I've been saying bastard so much, I call him a master. He's a master <laughs> of bastards, uh, just has a pattern of behavior, um, goes for a certain type of girl. That I mean, excuse it if you want, it just sets the tone. Yeah, and I just included her just to have the full scope. September 6th, Tony tweets out about people are trying to get clout off of him. And another tweet saying, driving Tony Lopez isn't just a hobby, it's a lifestyle. He then deletes those tweets. Yeah. One of the, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't I don't know, was he, like, was the ego through the roof? Was you drinking? Was you sipping on something, smoking on something? Because what? Bro, you've been accused of talking to teenagers. These teenagers are not trying to get clout off your name. I'm trying to I what? think it is the ego. It has to be. And then you you must have got backlash or they was roasting your ass, so you had to delete the tweets. One girl starts posting that Tony is evading her attorney. Tony cancels podcast appearances and people are saying he's deleting comments from people posting about these situations. Uh, Tony says people are just using him for clout and no one knows the full story and people are deleting their own comments to make it seem like he's doing it. Okay. Tell the full story then. Bet you won't. November 11th, people realize most of the Hype House and some other famous TikTokers are no longer following him on socials. 
Some people that stayed following him were James Charles. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> you know the nasty brothers gotta stay together. And Nikita Dragon. <laughs> and you know our black queen had to join in. <laughs> and I know a follow doesn't mean they support him. It's just interesting. It's interesting. The most scandal riddled people said, I'm going to stick by you, Tony. Uh-huh. January 8th, 2021, the lawsuit is finally leaked from two girls uh, from two of the girls for sexual battery and gender violence. Oh, they actually did a lawsuit. Okay. One of the girls claims she had oral and vaginal sex with Tony when she was 15 and he was 20. She does admit that she lied about her age and said she was 16, but still not at the age of consent. Yeah. She said after she told him they had sex again at his home in Nevada, Tony told her to take Tony told her not to take pictures because he wanted the relationship to remain secret. The other girl in the lawsuit claims she was invited to the house by Thomas, met Tony, and they exchanged Snapchats, and then he started requesting photos. Thomas and Chase are also in the lawsuit for neglect. This is their home, but it's also their workplace. Mm. Thomas would later tell TMZ that the girl was a daughter of someone who worked at the house for a day, and the man that was working there brought her along, and he didn't even know she had exchanged info with Tony and had no clue they were Snapchatting. Well, Thomas, you rent out your space for fucking free. You don't know shit, of course. You're not <laughs> dialed in. Uh, sounds like neglect. <laughs> His tune also changes about the brothers moving out. He is now claiming he kicked the brothers out in September, which, I mean. Of course you I, did. I believe that the other video was just a safe face. Yeah, it was a dumbass safe face video. <laughs> I mean, you probably shouldn't even have done a video. You should have just let people make the conclusion. Yeah. It would have gone not a here. lot better. Now... Andres Lopez, not to be outdone by his brother. I was about to say, you said both of them at the beginning, so I was waiting. On January 26, 2021, Andres' voice is heard in a video of a phone call. The video starts off with a woman saying, she's 14 and you are how old? Andres responds, 23. Oh, she, oh, shit. She says, you know what can happen to you. He says, I do. She tells him he can end up in jail. And he says he realizes that. The woman says, we need to talk in person. And I'm bringing my daughter with me and my sister. And we need to figure this out. Then the video ends. Maybe I to did me, hear about this. I feel like it's waking up memory, but that's nasty. Yeah. And hearing that, it just means one thing. Andreas was being inappropriate with a 14-year-old when he was 23. Yeah, 100%. You say it came out your mouth. You confirmed it. Yeah, they're like, I don't think there's any other way to interpret that phone call. Like, it might only be a few seconds long, but there's no other way to interpret it. That is just so fucking nasty that these brothers are just like hunting for young teenage girls to like manipulate and sexualize and control and just. Y'all are just 23 and 14, man. So you see where Tony gets it from, obviously. Uh, I do want to say about Andreas's girlfriend. 
when the news of this broke, she immediately like took off all the pictures of them together on her Instagram. Go, girl. Spread your wings and fly. Bitch. Yeah. Get the fuck away from that nasty ass man. And it's like, I mean, you know, you already know that these people know what's wrong, but to just hear hear your hear somebody on a recording to to say you know what's wrong when you went ahead and did it, and now you you might sound apologetic now because you you're realizing or somebody is telling you the consequences that could happen. Those are the people I really want to go to jail. Like, bitch, yeah, I want you to go to jail, and I want a camera on you so I can watch you suffer. <laughs> That's shitty. That's shitty. <laughs> Our prison system is terrible, but some people just are just just disgusting. Just disgusting. So six months later, in a statement, it is. A statement is released and it says, quote, Today the Lopez brothers and I had a big talk. There was a big misunderstanding between us, and I'm glad it has been cleared up. We weren't fully transparent with them and posted things which led to many false assumptions about them online. We have nothing against Lopez brothers. We talked through everything and we agreed to move on. We are both very happy with the outcome. I'm not too sure if this was the girl or the mother, but most people believe it was a payoff. And this is the the video call people. Yes. Oh yeah, it was a payoff. The mother is trash. You're trash because you got this recording of this 23 year old man admitting that he assaulted it. We don't know in which way, but basically it's an insinuated because the age difference. It wasn't consensual that he assaulted your daughter. And then when this comes to light, and everything's out on the table about him being a nasty ass man touching involving himself in his 14 year old daughter then y'all come to an agreement and everything is fine and nothing's going to happen nothing's going to happen further how does your what does your 14 year old think about this how is your 14 year old going to deal with this nobody faces any repercussions she has to deal with that you put your daughter in the crosshair uh, with this recording and you don't even like provide it to the police or anything or do a loss? I don't know. It's just the just Lopez be- brothers are nasty, but I don't trust that mother either because I don't under I don't understand how you could come to an agreement, talk to the Lopez brothers, and be okay. Just to be devil's advocate, though, could it be possible the mother knows how our justice system is? She knows that maybe their case isn't that strong. Maybe she, what she can get is money out of it. And that's the only justice she could really get. And I mean, that statement was probably something his lawyer wanted her to say, and they just came to an agreement. I, uh, I can accept that, and that could be true. But I also, it, it could be just the women I've been raised around. If you go that route, there's going to have to be exceptions made, which means if I'm taking this payoff to not sue you or whatever, I'm still going to tell the truth i know that's not the purpose of a payoff is to be silent but Uh i feel like if you're really if you don't trust the justice system because you think it's going to tear you and your your family your daughter apart i understand that but your daughter was wrong these people are predators they gave you money sure but i would the cards would be out on the table you know, I wanted to put this matter behind this so me and my daughter could move on. But I do feel that um, the Lopez brothers were in the wrong and um, so on and so on. I just feel like I couldn't 
don't know, but it, she's not me. And then you got me thinking about the devil's advocate thing, but I just, I don't feel right. I don't feel right about that. As for Tony, things soon calmed down and they are both back to posting videos. Tony still has 23.2 million TikTok followers and Andrea still has 21.4 million followers. And they both have sponsored videos and ads. Yeah, because of course they do. These people don't care. They care about the attention. They care about the engagement. That's why you see a whole bunch of just problematic people flourishing still. Very, I mean, yeah, you see a couple people fall off. A few people get exposed. But so many of the hardcore, nasty people of our society get to just live on unscathed. That is true. The last story we'll be covering today is about Sienna May and Jack Wright. So in January 2022, Netflix released their high Pal show and two people who were filmed in it were Sienna and Jack. Okay. But their screen time was edited out. <laughs> Damn. Like and they weren't in the whole thing at all? Jack was still in it. Sienna is seen in the background in one scene. <gasps> in the whole show. In the whole show. Dang it. This one is more of a tricky one because it happened when they were under 18. Mm. So Sienna and Jack actually went to the same high school. Sienna's TikTok goes viral and she asked Jack's twin brother, James, to go with her to an interview. But James wasn't available to go, so she went with Jack. Jack had a big following online and would join the Hype House in December 2019. And I'm not sure when Sienna did, but this is when they became close. They started posting videos together and people thought they were dating, but they would not confirm nor deny it. And that's... Their videos together were really, like, big. Like, oh, they're so cute. Kind of like the Mindy Kaling and BJ Novak of TikTok, you know? Yes, I do enjoy that coupling. Yeah, but for these little teenagers. Teeny bops. So, May 30th, 2021, Mason Rizzo, a friend of Jack's, posted a statement on Instagram and Twitter saying, I struggle with seeing a girl getting praise after telling my best friend to go kill himself and sexually assault him multiple times after he set boundaries and repeatedly worded that he doesn't like you back. Okay. James, Jack's twin brother, retweets this and says, This is why I couldn't let it go and stay out of it. The statement and the tweet would soon be deleted, saying they were trying to solve things offline. And Sienna is losing followers, about 400,000. People don't really know what's going on, but they know something is going on. Sienna denies the allegations on June 1st, 2021, saying it was false, and her and Jack had never had sex, which she felt uncomfortable with disclosing because they are both 17 and underage. Yeah. Sienna says she caught feelings for Jack since they are posting these will-they-won't-they they type of videos and got caught up in it, but Jack didn't feel the same. And she wanted to make a video addressing it, and Jack didn't. She claims Jack was assaulted, but it was a night she wasn't there, and she tried to protect his personal business, but she has to protect her name and personal business as well. And Jack wasn't doing that by letting his friends post these messages. Jack would release a statement after Sienna's video saying, some parts of his life are personal, and he's hesitant to... Hesitant to share for his own emotional and mental well-being. Mason and James were only trying to help. And this is quote here. Quote, I truly encourage my childhood friend Sienna to get the support and help she needs. I don't want to tear anyone down. 
and only wish healing for everyone involved. And a video was released on June 3rd of what seems to be a passed out Jack on a couch with Sienna May sitting on his lap with her hand on his crotch kissing him. The video is only seconds long and it was taken months ago on November 30th, 2020. There is a person sitting on the couch next to Jack and he claims he didn't think anything of Sienna sitting on Jack's lap because he didn't know them and thought they were in a relationship. But soon after the video ends, he pulls her off of him. Yeah, this is weird because they are under 18. But yeah, Sienna. Jack, yeah. right. You need to go and get you some support and healing and some help. Because that is... Why are, you, why are you on this man's lap in his mouth when he is passed out? Why do you think that would be okay? With your hand on his crotch. Oh, yeah, and in, in your hand on his crotch. And then you got the nerve to say in your statement, you never, you you, you didn't assault him. And he and, and the one time you did see him assaulted, you tried to protect his information and him. How you doing, how you going to try to turn yourself into a hero? <laughs> exactly. Well, you the villain. So. Mm, yeah. They, they're so young, so I can't, like, full-blown blast these people. But, so, yeah, that girl... I feel like maybe she was one of those people who who nervous lies. You got caught up in some big shit that you thought you would get caught up in and you didn't know how to respond correctly because yeah, you're young. Is. And it this does is, seem like Jack does not want to speak of it, speak on it. Other people are doing the speaking for him. Mm-hmm. He's trying to so, bury it or trying to solve it away from eyes. So if she pushes this other narrative. She's probably thinking that Jack's not going to respond. Mm-hmm. But Jack said, I'm just setting the record straight. She's lying, but I'm healing. June 4th, Sienna says they are just trying to cancel her and slander her name. Sienna claims it's a bad angle and that Jack was actually awake and kissing back and that her hand was on his thigh or leg, not his crotch. She also claims no one pulled her off Jack and it was videoed because it was a funny clip and now they're trying to twist it. There's also an excuse for... When the person gets up, you see Jack's hand, like, move. Yeah. And he's passed out. He's not dead. Like, you know, his his hand can move if he's yeah. just, like, drunkenly blacked out. Um, she takes a month off social media, and then she says she took the month off because negativity to her platform. And comes back with a dancing video, which if you're coming back from a break because of accusations of sexual assault, I don't think a dance is the appropriate response. <laughs> Not trying to dance away sexual assault. Yeah. Oh, these people do not like to take account of... They do not like to face their own consequences. They be really trying to sweep everything under the rug. Like, all right, two months, three months, six months has passed. I'm back. Did you know? Yeah, I think, like, once they stop getting hate, they, like, try to test the waters, do a little video, put the comments back on a little bit. If you're taking time off social media, all these little wannabe canceled stars, y'all then have all the time in the world. Y'all also have money. Why don't any of y'all try to work on yourselves and then like come back with a fully realized opinion of what happened or a breakdown or a brief of how you have been doing or the work you've put in or anything beside um, I'm back for my break. Who gives a fuck? What did you learn? What did you do? Are you still the same motherfucker? She learned a new dance. That, that is it. Spent months try, uh, doing that routine. 
or a month. So this dies down for a bit. And then on January 11th, 2022, Jack posts on TikTok, like words on a screen that say, Mm -hmm. can't stay quiet anymore, especially when other guys in LA told me what she did to them as well. I'm being gaslighted and silenced. Y'all deserve to know. Please give me a little more time, but please know that I've had love and support through all this from family and friends and all of you online. Okay, shit. He said he found proof that she is a serial nasty person. Yeah. So January 20th, 2022, so just nine days after that TikTok, he finally releases a 17-minute video on YouTube. In it, he says he was passed out in the video. He goes into detail about other situations. He says one time he was laying on his bed and Sienna got completely naked and straddled him. He told her repeatedly to stop and when she did not, he physically removed her and left his own room. Mm. He said Sienna apologized and he accepted it as that she was sorry. The second incident was the video that was caught on camera. A third incident, he claimed Sienna got mad that he was taking photos with other girls at a party and that she pulled him aside and pulled him in and grabbed him trying to make out but he said no and told her to leave. Jack says Sienna would visit his house on multiple occasions. He saw her car sitting outside. He also claimed Sienna knew the alarm codes and would come in while he was sleeping and wake up. He would wake up with Sienna's hand down his pants. Okay, what the fuck is going on? Like in his bed, yeah. Why does she have so much access? Because they were friends. Yeah, but she's a serial fucking predator. You better take away all her access. No more keys. We're changing the locks. We're changing the codes. I'm not blaming him, but I'm just saying, hey, I mean, after the first, second incident, let's lock this shit down. Let's have a little bit of, let's put some thought into this. I, I kind of think when you're that young, and especially since it's happening to a guy, like, he doesn't know how to act. He- it's, yeah, it's so stigmatized. They'd be like, oh, what do you mean? You, 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 uh, like, people question your masculinity, your sexuality. But, no, everybody should have the choice of who they want to mess with. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. This is very stigmatized. I just, <sighs> I get it, though. You're right. But still, yeah, I would have put some fucking, bitch, I would have had some motion sensors in this bitch. <laughs> And he could have, he could have, you know, tried to change a little things here and there. And I mean, it's changing how she's doing things, but he's still around her because at the end of the day, they're still friends, which is weird because he's, you know, it's consent and something that they're learning because they're young. I guess, you know, you know, consent at this time, Uh but at the same time, it's like, oh, she's just... She gets too much on me when she's drinking or something because maybe she is at this time intoxicated or, you know, I don't know her situation. You know, clearly he was intoxicated in that video. Uh So I feel like there's multiple factors where if she says, sorry, it's not going to happen again. You know, I just, I really like you. I thought you liked me. I'm confused. And he's like, okay, well, don't do it again. Uh There comes a point where I would think as him, he would try to distance himself, but at the same time, He's going to think, okay, she's not going to do it again. And he kind of has to stay with her because they make videos together. Like, he doesn't have to, but that's another element to it. Oh, it could be an element of why he sticks through it. Yeah. He's like, this is kind of essentially my business partner. You don't know how to cut it off. I get it. Okay, yeah, it even makes it more kind of clear now why he would be very 
hesitant and cautious with his decisions and movements. Okay, I get it now. You're I right. I forgot about shows, the whole they do they do shit together. They're I just think it shows our bias as well, just to even question him because if if, if it was on the other genders we reversed, I don't think we'd be questioning a woman like why didn't she do this? Why didn't she cut her off at this time? Because we've seen situations where it keeps escalating. Oh, I agree. Um, I think I, well, hmm, I don't know. Maybe I did show my bias a little bit, but I feel like I question women all the time too. Uh, that's just how I am. Uh, I'm a question ass bitch, questioning ass bitch. Uh, but yeah, I do see where, yes, a, a lot of people would be like, well, man, what you're a man. Why didn't you? So yes, you are a hundred percent right. That is what we as a society do. Um, I see there being strides made in that where um, when men come to the forefront with the story, they are believed a little bit more. You know, it's a process. But yeah, you're definitely right. Kind of belief. I also think a lot of what people are to be saying is, oh my God, you had her in your bed and you didn't do it. What? Are you crazy? Yeah. If you don't like a motherfucker, you don't like them. And, and and it's so presumptuous for anybody to just be like, first of all, sex ain't on everybody's brain. And also people are just, everybody's wired differently. People don't like their space being invaded like that. I mean, what do you mean so you would act like that? Somebody's naked in your bed. Yeah, I would have I would have turned her over and blah, blah, blah. Bitch, that's your nasty ass. That's not me. I didn't want her. Another night, Sienna tried removing his clothes and touching his crotch area and trying to make out with him. Jack also claimed Sienna picked the lock to get into the restroom when Jack was showering. Okay, damn. This is this is too much. This is the movie Obsession. What is happening? It really is. And the 17-minute video, I saw it when it came out, and he's telling this, and he's in tears. He seems very believable. And... It's not something I feel like that he wanted to discuss. I feel like there is that element of shame with it, which there shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Jeff says he doesn't know why he stayed her friend for so long, thinking she would change. He said while the behavior for her became normal, he was terrified. Yeah. And I think if it was, you know, reverse genders, it would be more open and shut. Uh, Sienna was sexually assaulting him yeah we would have said no doubt that that's nasty mm-hmm, he did it. yeah uh-huh and i get they were 17 i when this happened i don't know if that's an excuse i hope she takes something from this and learns from it but i don't know i feel like at 17 you should know this is not okay yes but then i see kind of my biases where it's like well maybe she didn't know because She's thinking, oh, I'm just going to throw myself at this guy. He's going to like it. This is what he's going to want. Nah, I think 17-year-olds are mature enough to know when you're not wanted, when you're pushing a situation, when you are constantly being the aggressor, receiving nothing. Um, This is happening how Jack is saying. Sienna is purposely just pushing his boundaries hoping one day he will give in to her advances she knows what she's doing she continues to do it she escalates her behavior and because jack's um demeanor and he him trying to de-escalate and still keep everything 
cordial and friendly, she is um, seeing this as no consequences are going to happen. This is um, something I can continue doing with no re repercussions. Nobody's checking me. Nobody's saying anything. Um, so I'm going to keep doing this behavior. And who knows if she was still doing it to the day that that video officially outed her ass. Because people, I feel like, um, going back to your whole, like, men are sometimes not believed as much as women. If she, she puts out that apology, um, there's no video evidence, even though we should take everybody's claims seriously. She says that apology, there's no video. A lot of people could be like, well... She's 17. Um, she's saying it didn't happen like that. You know, they're kids. It's whatever, you know? Yeah, I, I think that's it really is in her favor that she was 17 and that she's a female. I feel but, like... Yeah, she's people, mature enough to know the difference. People are going to let her off more easy. Sienna would go on the BFF's podcast with a lawyer and the hosts of the podcast were confused why she had a lawyer if there's no legal charges... She brought her lawyer to the podcast. Yes, to talk about it. Oh my gosh, you a guilty bitch. And the also lawyer... a little bit desperate. Why are you talking about this on a podcast and you have to bring a lawyer? Maybe you just shouldn't do the interview. She brought a lawyer and I think a video analysis to like analyze the video. I hate to say it because you don't want to pigeonhole certain things but this does not seem like the behavior of an innocent person <laughs> not at all why are you doing all these things jumping through all these hoops the lawyer was just there in the event that there ever is legal charges which sounds like i don't want to say something that makes me look bad mm -hmm. so i need my lawyer here and after that she went away for a while. She came back. She still has 13.2 million TikTok followers. I don't know if it's just the nature of TikTok. These people have huge followings, but a lot of that is just based on their looks. Oh, the 100%. Lo yeah, the Lopez brothers and Sienna Mae could dance their way out of trouble because people aren't engaging with them in a, I need to know their opinions and their history on things. It's more of they are viewing them because they are doing the trends and they're pleasing to look at. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah, it's like uh, slightly different for YouTube. Like when you subscribe slash continuously watch like somebody on YouTube, it's because you most likely like them. You might think they're they're pretty or attractive or handsome or whatever, but most likely it's because you connect or like something about their personality. They're engaging to you. The, their content speaks to what you like to do. TikTok is very shallow. Especially... There could be TikTok where, you know, it's based on your personality, I, whatever. But these tr types of videos that they're doing, it's just, you know, dance videos. It's the yeah. stupid little trends. It's get ready with me a day in the life. And it's a three minute video that just makes you look cute. Yeah. They're not commenting on anything special or showing us into their life for real. It's just no. they're showing us a bunch of happy facade, um, wish you were me, uh, this is my lifestyle type shit. Because that's also, what brings the viewers. Yeah. Also, if you're on TikTok, if you're just scrolling and these people just pop up, pop up on your page, you mm -hmm. don't even need to know who they are. I follow a lot of creators on there, but I don't know, like, I don't even know their screen name. 
I just know, oh, that's the restocker clock lady, or that's the person with all the cats, or, you, you know, I know the creators when I see them. Yeah, but, but you I don't, don't even, know. Yeah, I don't really even know their screen name. And I think TikTok kind of changed up how these people can avoid scandals. They might lose those brand deals for a little bit, but once the smoke clears, they still have that camera on their phone that they're going to maybe take a few months off, come back. No one is going to remember the scandal and the deals will come back. Mm-hmm. I think we have already experienced this with YouTube stars. That's why Shane Dawson keeps getting canceled every three years because people forget and he comes back <laughs> and it's brought up again. With TikTokers, it does seem to be accelerated a bit. And the more niche TikTok becomes, the more you really won't know about these scandals unless you are in that community that is true if it's yeah if it's not like this huge overarching story it pretty much stays in the people who um watch those things those little yeah. sports, those little communities those little um clubs whatever that they develop yeah there's you, you know i chose the hype house because there's a million and one scandals on tiktok going on probably right now and, and there's huge just, shit coming over at Twitch and YouTube. Yeah, that is true. This is just a focus on a specific type of creators. But it, I feel like with TikTok, these, these scandals are being flushed out and they can reinvent themselves so fast and they don't even have to reinvent themselves technically. They just have to get the new trend, get the new dance. Yeah, and a lot of their followers are going to stay at those numbers because just it's just like that's that that was the, how much they reached at their peak. They may not get any more, but they're going to retain mo most of the time. They they're going to retain the followers they've already had. Yeah, because some people will go and unfollow someone. I'm I'm on the yeah. people unfollow someone I don't really like anymore. Mm -hmm. But if they're not popping up on your page, you don't even think about them. You're not going to unfollow them. Yeah, sometimes you don't think about it. Um, sometimes it's just, uh, like you said, not in your feed anymore. Maybe you don't even use TikTok like that. Um, maybe you didn't even know this man's name. You just followed him, <laughs> like you said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just see these people dancing. You're like, oh, I love how they dance. I, this one's a cute one. Let me follow him. Yeah, literally, you don't have to go to nobody's profile to follow them. All you got to do is click that circle and you're automatically following them. So if you're one of those people who do that, maybe you you don't really care about the creators themselves. It's the videos that entertain you and, and amuse you. So that is what guides your follows. That's what keeps these people in business. And um, it's a way that they can still take advantage of that um, still being nasty people. Uh, they've already built their audience. So yeah, I just I find it so interesting, and I I, I mean we're gonna start talking in circles, but just how <laughs> just how on TikTok it's different for the scandal, you know, the aftermath. We've studied how it is with these big celebrities and athletes, and you know, YouTubers and singers. Like they all have like a different, like a slightly different game plan on how to handle things. Mm -hmm. And with TikTok stars, it's like they don't even really need a game plan because people are going to forget so fast. A hundred percent. Just just a, a slight comparison, but it's totally different ages. The EDP uh, 445, whatever the numbers was, I think it was 445. 
Big black man. I think he's in his late 30s, maybe early 40s. One of those two. If I'm wrong on the age, damn, that's a shame. Is he a he YouTuber? Looks, yes, he was. He has been completely deplatformed. Uh, you don't see this man on anything. He cannot create a YouTube. He cannot create this. He cannot create that. He's uh, had some loopholes and created uh, accounts. Uh, and usually they get taken down as soon as somebody reports them. He made... I think he tried to, uh, well, anyway, the story was is that this man tried to meet up with a 13-year-old and got exposed by these other two dudes, one of which was a racist, nasty pervert as well. Uh, totally ruined his life. He was even accused of talking to teenagers in the past, but there was no proof. So those accusations came and went. But when this meetup happens and these dudes expose him, they have the video camera on him and they basically try to do a catch- catch a predator interview and this idiot stays for it and does it. I don't know. So after that comes out, this man is completely shunned, deplatformed. Everything is shut down. He can no longer make money on the internet. It's crazy that that happens to this man who, 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 who deserves it. Sure. You can't make money off the internet and use the internet to be meeting up with little girls, but you have these other people like Tony and Andreas who have like the fast track to teenage girls and mm -hmm. they just get to go off scot-free and make more money and possibly even endanger other girls because we know that there has been no progress, no growth. If you're still the same person who was talking to little girls, then how do I know you're not talking to little girls now, but in a more secretive way? So it's just like those two different situations are just, they're so similar, similar, you both were talking to young girls, trying to meet up with uh, young girls. The only thing is that, as far as we know, it's not confirmed if EDP had ever um, done anything with anybody. But it's just like, this man lost everything, and th these men still have everything. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It's He's so crazy to me. Just that, why he would lose everything. I mean, I think he should have lost everything, but why isn't that the case for everyone everyone who's who's doing nasty shit like this why do they get to continue to benefit to be able to make your career off the internet and be on social media and get these sponsors and brand deals is a privilege it's not a right so i never feel bad about saying these people need to lose everything bitch go to school and become a doctor do something else i don't know be a plumber construction we got tons of construction around Fix something. Fix your life first, though. So yeah, I don't. I don't ever feel bad. These people need consequences for the actions. These people just go around getting away with things, and it's just like we're just breeding this type of non-accountability culture. After a few years ago, all just being all about accountability. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think there is really any accountability. It's nowhere on. to be found. It's a very short-lived type of situation and it's very um specific. Not everybody gets the treatment. Some people do, some people don't. Yeah, that is where we're going to leave it for this episode. I I do want to do more TikTok episodes, but I mean, you know, spread them out a little bit. Spread the love, spread the hate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, we do like to end every episode on a positive note with some form of media we want to recommend 
or talk about or explore or shit on? Do you want to go first? Sure. Uh, so basically, this is easy because I just saw it in a tweet. I think it was Pop Crave said that um, on Friday, because now it's not Friday anymore. On Friday, it was 14 years ago that Lady Gaga released a Poker Face. So that will be my media, uh, Poker Face. It's not my favorite Lady Gaga song, but it is one of the most, I think, ones that I reference. Also, a uh, funny story. Um, one of my coworkers uh, got me listening to the lyrics because she was like, um, you know, if you listen closely, sometimes it sounds like she's saying, but fuck her face. Uh-huh. And so sometimes I get caught up in that when I listen to the song. Love Lady Gaga. She's iconic. I don't know how I felt when Lady Gaga first came out. I loved Just Dance. I hated Old Dude's part. It pissed me off every time he came in there. But I don't know if I thought she was going to be the greatest thing smoking. But I knew after the second album, I didn't care what she did. Just keep doing it. Yeah, I don't think that was on the Dada train when she first came out. Like, Just Dance, Poker Face are not my songs. Oh, Just Dance, motherfucker. Uh, uh, what's that fuck? Uh, shit, I don't remember. Oh, Love Game? Love Game's not my song. Paparazzi? Paparazzi, I love paparazzi. I, but I think I did become her fan until, like, maybe Telephone. What album is Telephone? Hold on. Let's let's just do a mini dive. What album is Telephone on? Fame Monster? It has to be Fame Monster. And it is. Okay, yeah. Second, First album's good. Second album was Legend Status. The Fame Monster is the best album Lady Gaga has ever put out. And I can say that even though I've only listened to four of her albums, and I don't care. It has... Uh, maybe that should be... Fame Monster is my media. I, ch- I changed it that quick. It has (laughs) the best songs that she's ever written. Uh, Both the dance songs and the heartfelt songs. I mean, bitch, I'm listening to uh, So Happy I Could Die, Dance in the Dark, and bitch, I'm crying as speechless. Um, You know what's so funny about Telephone? What? I I loved Telephone a thousand times more before the music video came out. For some reason, in my brain, the music video made me like telephone list i can't tell you why really? i'm sorry if that offends anybody and i love me some beyonce and i love lady first of all i love video phone the remix that video is great but yeah i didn't like telephone the video it just it it didn't ruin the song for me but i didn't like it as much but yeah lady gaga is great um i had i'm not a stan but you know i'm here for her she's never really she's not that problematic you know, she only had to me. I think she's only had one questionable decision, and then she righted it. Was when she had like um, R. Kelly on that song, but oh, hey, yeah, she uh took it off, she remixed it with Christina, and now that's back on my library. So, I was always a not a fan, just like an occasional listener to Dada. Alejandro, I'm sorry, I didn't like that one when it first came out either. Like, a lot of her songs I did not like at first. Until, but you got both hands in your pockets. Until recently when she released Chromatica. Yeah, that's okay. I like I that. loved that album. And then it made me go back and listen to her other stuff, which I started liking a lot more. Hmm. Had to go to the present to appreciate the past. Yeah, I guess growing up, my sister loved Gaga and that was her thing. And I guess maybe it was just like overplayed for me. I could have been. Yeah, sometimes when... 
you hear somebody too much, even if they're good, you're just like, oh, turn that shit uh-huh. off. Turn I, it off. I feel that, yeah. But yeah, Lady Gaga is iconic. She even took a break from her genre, did some adult contemporary Broadway jazz shit, and jumped right back into the pop. Come on, yeah. Do I it. mean, she has you know played around. She did that Tony Bennett stuff. She Star did is Born. Star is Born. She did Joanne, which is like not like her other albums. Yep. Yeah. Good for Dada. And she's a good actress. When she was an American Horror Story, I doubted her. She proved amazing. Yeah, that's the only acting performance I've seen. And yeah, she did kill that. I still haven't seen A Star is Born, but I really do want to. I just can't make myself watch it yet. Okay. I have this really stupid idea. Because there's okay. like four, like three other ones. Like there's four in total. Yeah, I wanted to watch them all. That I want to watch them all back to back. <laughs> I wanted to watch them all because there's some iconic actresses. Uh, uh, Barbara Streisand. Who's the other one? It's not uh, Liza Minnelli. Uh, I had to look it up. But yeah, I, I was like, damn, how many? Because I only knew about the Barbara Streisand one. I was like, how many of Stars Born is there? Yeah, so I wanted to watch them all. <laughs> it's just such a huge commitment. I've never to do it. And I really want to see the movie. I'm telling you. We'll see it in 10 years. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, did you ever hear... This is side note, and then we'll go to your media. So, did you ever hear, like, years and years and years before the, the Star is Born actually came out in 2018, there was a rumor they were going to make it, like, maybe 10 years ago, and Beyonce was going to be the lead. I heard that Beyonce was considered for it, Yeah. I was like, hmm, hmm, interesting. I love Beyonce. I know what you're about to say. Don't even do it to us. Yeah, okay. She does what she can and she does it well. <laughs> yeah, just just stay in your lane. <laughs> Damn. I liked her in Cadillac Records and I loved her in Carmen. That's what I was going to say. Honestly, you know where she got this rep from? Obsessed. Because she was good in Dreamgirls. She was good in Cadillac Records. Carmen is an MTV movie. She was great. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I think it's it's the obsessed movie that got uh, Beyonce her her bad acting rep. I, I, maybe. Maybe that's what I'm feeling. Because she was but, good in Dreamgirls. I always forget that's her. It, great. That's how good of an actress she was. Mm-mm. Listen. Okay. But okay, anyway, anything else on uh, my Lady Gaga? No, go Gaga. Didn't um, love the meat dress, but other than that. Oh, she said, bitch, you gonna, you gonna love or you gonna hate me. And I appreciated it. Uh-huh. All right, so what do you have for your media, sir? Well, I do have a uh, media from our unofficial third host. Oh, Trisha? Yeah. Hey. So I'll read that one first before I get into mine. Okay. She says, hello, my favorites. So I just want to share my media and my opinions on the movie, The Devil Wears Prada. <gasps> I recently watched it for the first time, and I was very disappointed in the way it ended. There was no character growth, and I did not like the way Meryl... I did not like that. Meryl should have learned a lesson. The chuckle did not cut it for me. I don't <laughs> want to write out a long email, so I'll end it there. But yeah, I feel as if the movie could have ended better. Thank you for the podcast. She said, them glasses and that chuckle did not cut it for me. <laughs> did you ever watch The Devil Wears Prada? I I do have a complicated love for The Devil Wears Prada, yes. 
I love Meryl Streep. I love me some Anne Hathaway. I agree that it is very much, uh, it has some challenging writing choices, like old girl getting back with her trash-ass boyfriend and I... her low-key shitty friends um, and Meryl's over-the-top shitty behavior. But I kind of enjoyed it for what it was. Okay, so I didn't have a problem with Meryl's character. She was whatever. What I had a problem was was the boyfriend and the friend. It's like, have you guys never had a job before? Do you guys just hate ambition? Mm-hmm. Like, grow the fuck up. And then she goes back to them. It's like, that's what I didn't like. Yeah, and that way, that there is no character growth. No. You worked a job for nine months. You could have waited a year and worked anywhere you wanted. Uh, you, I guess, saw yourself becoming something that you didn't like. So you abandon all your hard work to go back to where you were before, but as a bonus, you work at a newspaper now. Low key, she was taking that as a win, but that was a tremendous loss, bitch. You should have been at a magazine. They both dying out, but newspapers went first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, I guess I'll go with my media now. Unless you have anything else to add about that. Uh, nope. Suddenly I see. That was a great opener. And suddenly we didn't see or hear from her anymore. Okay, I don't get that reference. Uh, the girl who sung Suddenly I See. Oh, uh, okay. Um, my media will be, since I've been rewatching it lately, is the TV show Veep. Mm. Starring Julia Louise Dreyfus. I just love that show because it is a political show. But the problem I always have with political shows, it always takes a too serious turn. It's like, we got to save the world because the president's about to bomb this place. And it's like, just calm down. It's not that <laughs> serious. And Veep, it's not like that. Like, it's a bunch of, like, clusterfucks. Like, the vice president can't have her name next to this person's name, or the vice president can't get a dog because the first lady's getting a dog. Yes. Like, that's the type of political shit I love. Like, just trying to save face, trying to come up with the right answer on shit that is oh. they don't even care about. It's just funny. There's something that the main character, Julie Louise Dreyfus, does that I always found amazing. She does it good in Seinfeld and The New Adventures of Old Christine. Hey! Where she can... She's so good at losing. She's so good at <laughs> taking the L on something. <laughs> and she making is. it funny. Where, you know, it's not... It's not sad seeing it. It's, like, funny because it's coming from her. <laughs> Even though it's a loss of, you know... The main character's doing a loss of something. Mm-hmm. And I just... That, when I first saw Veep, it was hilarious, and I still love it, watching it back again, and just imagining, like, our political people acting like this, I just know they do in real life. Like, I feel like it's the most accurate show. Yeah, that's what the politician said. So I believe it. Yeah. There's, like, no... There's just always a clusterfuck of messing something up. And I just love that. Yeah, Veep is great. A a part of me is glad I saw it when I did. A part of me wishes I would have watched it earlier. 
but Veep was great. Top to bottom. The way that they it was like it's like fucking breaking bad the way they twisted that whole character arc from beginning to end it was always there but you just see it grow and twist and move throughout the thing the way it ended it was like so sad but kind of perfect I, I veep was great and did i mention my girl ray seahorn was in the last season <laughs> which one is she uh she played um she played somebody's chief of staff on the oh. last season. I forget, but I gotta rewatch it to remember. But anyway, I'm gonna rewatch Veep now too because it was funny, but it was like nerve-wracking to me sometimes because I'm like, how the fuck are they gonna get out of this? <laughs> it was yeah, it was always like something so stupid though. Like they said something and were caught on recording and mm-hmm. they have the fucking card that. like the craziest simplest shit turned into big things and that's what i love about it because when you really think about these political people out there they are having to do all these mess ups and you know they have to pull right they have to say the right things they have to wear the right color and it's yeah the littlest things that you wouldn't think about like there was one scene she's like why wasn't i wearing a flag you know a flag pin Oh, yes, yes. And they were talking about abortion, and they kind of even make that funny because <laughs> she's like, she doesn't care. And she's like, what did I say in my book? Put whatever I said there. And she has to, like, come out with a number, like, what number she thinks that abortion should... Yeah. <laughs> Just how they make the situation. They want yeah. this number because of this, but these people want this number because uh-huh. of this. <laughs> and she's like, oh, are we to go this liberal? Are we to go this, you know, conservative? How are we yep. going to handle this? Um, one of the people that I really loved, and she didn't have that many episodes, is Karen Collins. Um, she was played by Lennon Parham. I don't even know her name. Um, Let's look. Uh, she played Karen Collins. Uh-huh. All right. This is somebody who... Oh, yes. Okay. She was hilarious. <laughs> because she doesn't state an opinion any of the episodes she's in she's just oh. she's like well that could be good or that could be bad and the, <laughs> the, the vice president's like oh she's so smart yeah i agree i agree it's yeah it's such a good show and back i remember there was a time i wanted to rewatch it and i was like oh my god i don't know if i can handle anything political right now and now i was a good time to rewatch it yeah i agree yeah, I definitely got to restart it because now I'm see. Well, I, when I was watching, I could recognize so many people because I watch a lot of TV and movies. But even now that I've watched even more TV and movies, I know I'm going to recognize more people. I can enjoy it now because I've already watched it once. So it's not so nerve wracking. And they're all hilarious. Oh, yeah, because it is really a star studded cast where these big stars make a one-time appearance. Mm-hmm. Or a couple of them have, like, a little arc. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. We were going to do a different episode today, Gloria Trevi, but my book did not come in time, so we switched plans, but we're still going to do her. Um, if you want to reach out to us, our Twitter is SaveYourSorry, that your is spelled you are. Our Instagram is SaveYourSorry, spelled just like the podcast. 
our Gmail is SaviorStory at gmail.com. You can send us your media. You can send us a suggestion. And please leave us a rating. Please leave us a review. I think that's all of it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye. See ya.